Well, let's let's just dive into it since we got kind of sidetracked already. So, okay. uh, this is the county. So I went to the county meeting, mm-hmm. and I was I had to add up every single line item. I love that the St. George City just says, "Hey, these are the approval purchases." Right. On the consent calendar. So when I, the first thing that jumped into my head, I wrote this down as a question was, if you don't come to every meeting mm-hmm. and you go only go to the yearly meeting, you can't get up and talk about it. If you don't listen every single month of all of these different considerations, right? right consider approval of purchase of shade structures from shade and net for the construction of the Little Valley pickleball expansion right. on state contract. Right. Mm-hmm. Background. It gives you a little background. It's one hundred thirty five thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars and fifty eight cents. Right. That was approved. But that was a separate agenda item. And a lot of people don't realize like, hey, these are different. You know, there's a very specific process. So so maybe walk me through in a macro. Okay. What is five hundred and nineteen million dollars going towards? OK, maybe maybe a quick, quick intro there. Yeah, sure. So sometimes I like to think about the budget as it's it's very similar to your your home budget, Robert. Like you and your wife sit down and you say, okay, we're going to have this much money coming in. Let's talk about what sources it's coming in from. Are those sources reliable? Right. You know, do I have a full-time job that I can rely on or do I do freelance and I might have a really busy season? So the city has a similar situation. Okay. So we have property taxes. Now, quickly, property so revenue. taxes, revenue, property taxes come in and they're stable, but they're also revenue neutral. And so that's kind of a hard thing for people to understand. So for instance, when you buy your house, mm-hmm. there's this valuation mm-hmm. and they say, you, you, Robert, are going to pay this much in property taxes. Okay. And for the city of St. George, that portion is 11% approximately of your total property tax. Mm-hmm. And it stays revenue neutral. So as your home gains value, you actually pay a lesser percentage of your home value in property tax because it's revenue neutral. So the reason why people will say, but you guys are getting more property tax every year. The only new property tax we get is from new growth. So property tax is stable, but it also isn't growing. It doesn't change with inflation. So I I buy a house and my property tax is $1,000, mm-hmm. okay? The city of St. George gets 11% of that $1,000, right? Right. So they right. get $110 Correct. per year. Correct. Always though, no matter whether Correct. your value goes up or down, you get 110 bucks a year from, you. from, from me. Mm-hmm. And then if, if my value goes up, that, that difference in tax goes to the county. Is that correct? No, the difference in, there isn't a difference in tax unless they it, change their tax rate. Got so, it. so it's, it's, it's always adjusting down. Well, it's adjusting up, down for the city, the portion, unless we go through truth and taxation. Okay. So the city of St. George has not gone through truth and taxation for property tax in over 36 years. So we have not changed the tax rate for the city of St. George in 36 years. So like if you come in, if you came in 36 years ago and bought a house, that valuation hasn't changed if that makes sense, like you have, you, yeah, it's you, stuck with you because you haven't sold the house again, and and, and you have you have paid more property tax. So that's where people will get in the argument. They'll say, "But I'm paying more property tax every year." Well, look at the other entities that are taxing you. It's not the, the city portion that has changed. It's the school district. The school district doesn't have to go through truth and taxation. Yeah, and the school district is like something like seventy percent of your eighty percent. It's eighty percent. Okay, school district. Right. So you're if you're a retired couple, right? 
from California. Right. They don't have any more kids going to school. They pay property tax. 80% of yeah. their property taxes going towards the schools. Yeah, and we need to look that up. It's it's it, it, you might be right. It's somewhere between our two numbers. It's like 70 Yeah, it was I just remember like it was a huge part of the pie, yeah. right? And and so then I can see how people are like, well, you know, what are my property taxes going for? But right. at the same time, then the the discussion has to shift. We can't say um, no new taxes because at the end of the day, if you're a, also that same retired couple moving here from California and you're in your home, you're a drain on the local infrastructure for your road, for your park, for all the things that you love about the town. Yep, that's so, right. so if you're not contributing to a job or if you're not contributing to the local other aside from sales tax, which mm-hmm. isn't, um, it's the biggest, is that the biggest revenue source so, is from sales tax? No, the biggest revenue source, uh, See, this is so complicated. I know we got, um, and then it, it, <laughs> well, and we're we, trying to we tell, break, we're trying to teach, right? We so can it's break like that down, yeah, and we can we can come back to that. Um, the general, so oh yeah, you got the it right revenues. There. The revenues basically come from um, the general for the general fund. Okay, so wait, let's go back to. Okay, let, go back. We're gonna get. We're I'm gonna get complicated yep. if we don't start from the beginning. So. So we have revenue, like like at home, right? Yep. You, you're like, where's our com- money coming from? So you've got revenue coming in from property taxes, and that's a revenue neutral. So it's stable, but it's not growing unless we have new growth. Or, so or that getting, house wrote, uh, sells and a new owner moves A new valuation. In, and new valuation and then, is done. Right. Okay, got and, it. And, and, yeah. Sales tax is something that the city of St. George has benefited from greatly. I heard your interview with Mayor Rosenberg. Obviously, they're now figuring out, I mean, they've always known this, but they're realizing, you know, our infrastructure is going to need money to support it. And how are we going to do that? And what revenue are we going to have? So they created like that whole Harmon's marketplace. But um, the problem with relying on sales tax is it's unreliable. So, you know, from year to year, We've been lucky because we have been in a growth cycle mm-hmm. and we our sales tax just keeps climbing. So this last year when we didn't do truth and taxation, when we didn't pass it, we still went ahead and hired a bunch of police officers and firefighters because we needed them. Mm-hmm. The problem is right now we are paying for them with one time not dependable money. So one-time funds, meaning some money comes in, you know, from like fines, those are one-time funds, you know, licensing and permitting, those, those numbers could change from year to year. Yeah. Um, Charges for services, like there's all these different ways that we have money come in that it's kind of one-time funds and isn't necessarily reliable. Mm -hmm. And sales tax is an unreliable source. It's a source. And it's an awesome source for the city of St. George, but it's also not sustainable. It's not, it's it's not a fixed revenue source, right? It's a variable revenue source. So it's like, well, my social security, I count on that every single month, right? That's stable. And maybe you go work an odd job and that's variable. So you wouldn't put your most important things out of that money. You put the most important things out of your base fixed revenue source. Correct. And right. police and fire, everybody agrees, should be in, Super important. in that fixed revenue yeah. source, right? Yeah. Or at least allotted to that. Right. Okay. And so, you know, your question at the beginning was, explain to me $519 million. So I want to explain it to you in the way, first of all, the requests coming in at the beginning of this cycle were $560 million. Okay. So what you're looking at there is... What are the things that need to be done in the city of St. George? Now, one thing that's really great in Utah is as a city, you cannot spend money 
you don't have. So a budget, you have to think of a budget as we're making an estimate of how much money is going to come in. Mm-hmm. We're making a second estimate of how much we need to do. Mm-hmm. So we've got all these parks we need to maintain. We've got parks we need to put in, in new neighborhoods. We've got streets we need to put in. We've got sewer and water. And we, we just have so many things we are maintaining and doing that are those things that we count on for quality of life here in St. George. Mm-hmm. So it's the reason why people live here. Um, interestingly, even though we're looking at this giant budget number, you also have to remember that a huge percentage of it is pass-through. So the city of St. George being the largest entity in the county, mm-hmm. we have a whole bunch of things that we do for regional-based services. Right. So for instance, we run 911. We run the airport. These are all things that the entire county benefits from. And the entire county... So. The other cities do help with these things, mm-hmm. but what it does is it reflects in our budget. Does that make sense? Right. So, yep. so Washington City sends us money to maintain 911, but on our budget, all that does is look like it elevates our budget. Right. Same with the airport. Same with the regional wastewater. Regional wastewater is a huge expense. The secondary water system that we are all reliant upon, we want to have the secondary water system. We want to be able to water our yards throughout the entire county eventually on non-potable water that you know doesn't isn't as expensive as potable mm-hmm. water. St. George City is maintaining all of that for the entire county. So when you look at the size of our budget, when people come in and say, well, Provo has this many people and their budget is this oh, much yeah, less. Oh, yeah, yeah. We heard that guy. That was the at the last meeting. He yes, was talking about that specifically. That yeah. is comparing apples and oranges because yeah. the city of St. George is providing completely different services and more services and in some ways is functioning as a county functions often. Yeah. So, so because Provo is going to be supported by these other metropolitan cities that are around it that have large populations as well. Right. When St. George's, you know, Santa Clara has seven, you know, eight, I think we, we talked about 7,500 people. There's right. less than that in Ivan's. St. George has 100,000 people. Exactly. Like we're more than half the county. Exactly. Just in one city. Right? Exactly. And really, in a lot of ways, we're accounting for the entire 200,000. And then you take things like. We have um, these enterprise funds, so the water, Ooh, yeah, and so, the water and electricity alone so is a quick, huge portion. Let me, let me, because uh, we talked revenue a little bit for just a second. Okay. So the way the budget, um, Robert at the mm-hmm. what, what department is is Robert with? He's the budget. He is just the budget right. chair. Uh, he works with John Willis as the right. city manager, right? Right. So he did the presentation um, last week. So the the first uh, budget meeting was the first week of June, and then the next one is going to be the end of June, right? Mm-hmm. So the last week of June, third? It's the 15th. The 15th. So right. next Tuesday, next Tuesday, uh, right? It, well, it's Thursday. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Thursday. Day. So Thursday. Whatever day is Holy Thursday. Cow. Thursdays. Let <laughs> me get a calendar. I don't know. Some of them are Tuesdays. I have like Washington, Hurricane, yeah. the county. So anyway, okay. So Thursdays. So he walked through specifically capital projects, enterprise fund, other fund, and EDA funds, which are the different breakdowns for right. where where all the costs are going. Can you walk me through each just one of those yeah. real quick? So capital projects, for instance, is 36% of our budget. Okay. So when you're talking about capital projects, you're talking about building streets, mm-hmm. all transportation. You're talking about buildings. You know, we are building new buildings. We have to build a new city hall this year. Um, we have to move our police department into our old old city hall. These are all just growing pains of a growing city. Like we mm-hmm. can't just stagnate, right? Like if we're mm-hmm. gonna if we're growing the way we are, we have to keep up with that. 
So capital projects being 36% of that. And some of a lot of that is regional also. Mm -hmm. So it's like the regional wastewater, it's reservoirs, it's those types of things. Mm -hmm. This is where it can get confusing for people because it's like, how can the city of St. George be spending that much money? And the part that I want to stand up for our budget team on is I feel like we are one of the best run cities in the nation. And I don't just feel like that. It's not my emotion. Mm -hmm. It's provable. Mm -hmm. We have the lowest property taxes. We have maintained the highest quality services for the lowest amount of money. And the fact that we've been able to do that for years is just 100% like a pat on the back to our amazing budget team. So I get frustrated when I hear people just slamming them Mm -hmm. because the reality is they are working all year. Do small cities sometimes make huge mistakes in their budgets? Yeah, because they got one guy running it who maybe like took accounting 101. I mean, that sounds dismissive, but I mean, that's what you find in these really tiny spaces that they're just trying to find somebody who can do the job, do the job. But it's not high paying and it doesn't, you well, know. Well, we, we have a, our, our pool of talent, like the pool of humans that we have, you know, out of 200,000 people in the county, 47% of them are 55 or older, right? right? 47%. Right. So you're like, the other half of the county is just trying to get, either get started in life right. or they have careers in a very specific field. So finding talent is, is difficult, right? Finding so, talent's difficult, but I'm telling you, we've found it. Like yeah. we, we have an excellent budget team. Yeah. They won a huge award last year like best budget, you know, award because they did so well. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that you were right. The school district, it's 71.6%. Okay. So you were closer than I was. That's okay. Um, The county takes 11.1% of your property tax. The city takes 11.1% of your property tax. The water district is 5.8 and the mosquito abatement is 0.3. We have a lot of mosquitoes. We got mosquitoes. (laughs) There, yeah. There's nowhere else for them to survive except for the water. I know. I have where, a mosquito bite on the back of my leg right now. You're like, son of a nutcracker. I hate him so much. So, you know, back to our budget team. Like, when you start looking at these numbers, you said to break down the consolidated budget. So you have the capital projects. You have the enterprise funds. Mm-hmm. So the enterprise funds are basically run as a separate business. So even though they're 35% of our budget, and you look at that grand number. It's $180 million. Right. But that is just fire and water. I mean, fire and water, sorry. Electricity and water. It's electricity and water. And it is run like a business. It's money in, money out. So we're not making money off of those, but we're running them as efficiently as we can. Could we have somebody else do it? Sure. Could Like, could we contract with Rocky Mountain Power? But people would pay more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why the city decided to do their own power department is because they could get a cheaper price for their residents. Now, the city of St. George does have two power companies. So the city of St. George runs their own power company, and then part of the city is on Dixie REA. So that's a little complex, you know, in St. George. That's that's kind of strange. But, um, you know, a large portion of the city is on our power company. So then you have um, other funds at 8%. And then the general fund is really, like, if you want to really get in an argument about what's the city of St. George's actual budget, mm-hmm. it's the general fund. And that's $108 million. Correct. Safety and parks is the notes I have. Is right. that right? Right. So the general fund expenses, public safety is 44% of that. Okay. okay? And then parks is 16%. General government is 15% of that. Public works is 10%. Golf is six. 
Um, paying off, you know, debts is 4%, economic development's 3%, community development's 2%. So that's how it's broken down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like really, if people want to have a strong, healthy discussion about what portions could we cut, it's that general fund or what should we be changing? That's the money management. Yeah, That's the money management. There's 519 million is this, is the headline. But then when it really, when we really boiled it, boil it down, it's a, it's a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Right, one hundred eight yeah, million. It is two hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred twenty dollars. Seventy one cents. And for Just me, <laughs> I know. For me, I feel like this portion is managed and balanced so efficiently. It it is tight. Like mm-hmm. we don't have time today to go through it, but I'm happy to go through it with you. Like it yeah. is so tight. This was the comment. Argument was brought up that we don't spend enough time going through the lines in the budget. Remember, did you hear the yes. guy? Oh, you were on Zoom. Yes. Yeah, the guy who uh, who said that. And I, I couldn't help but laugh. I literally laughed out loud. I did too. I'm I like, these guys on... probably spent like weeks and weeks looking at every single one of these things because that's why we elected them to do it. Well, and that's what was so strange to me when he made that comment. It was like, you can, you can go line by line. This is 400 plus pages of budget yeah. that literally has every single line of spending. And And can I just tell you, I've been in the meetings with our budget team with like, say, our parks director Mm -hmm. and our parks director comes in and says, "Okay, I've got 10 parks that their infrastructure is breaking down and all of them, you know, these these playgrounds need to be replaced. And I'm getting phone calls and the rest of the council is getting phone calls. You know, this playground isn't safe. It needs to be replaced. Well, our manager comes in and says, you know, here's how much it's going to cost us. And you have to remember we're not having our property taxes. They're revenue neutral, so they're not raising. But inflation is still Making there. Making everything there. Yeah. So the park inflation is an invisible tax, people. Yeah. So the so the park infrastructure that we need to replace that cost three hundred thousand dollars last year is four hundred fifty thousand dollars this year, and our parks director is saying, "I need to do all this. Where are we going to cut?" Yeah. We always do cut, and then we get the phone calls from people saying, "Why didn't you fix my park? I, I don't want to pay more taxes." Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to increase. And I understand that. I don't want to pay any more taxes either. Yeah. And I think we should, I love the way Utah has the system set up because they make it really, really hard for us to raise your taxes. Mm-hmm. So hard. That's awesome. But it's also like as residents, if we step back as residents, we have to ask ourselves like, what quality of life do we want to maintain? Right. Do we want our parks to be maintained? If we do, we have to have that discussion every year. Yeah. You know, what are we willing to pay? Are we willing to inch up our property taxes after 36 years of not doing so? I mean, the increase we were talking about was going to be equivalent to $5 per household on the average per month. Wow. And let me just tell you something interesting. So there's five things, bucks per month. Yeah. Cause I think five it, was, bucks it, was, per month. it was like 60 bucks a year. 60 bucks. Yeah. I, the, I thought it was like 46, but yeah, 60 bucks a year on average. And I look at that and say, Somebody can use that $60 to keep this looking the way that it is as I drive up and down the streets right. and don't hit potholes and, yeah. you know. So Eventually that will have to happen. It just will. Or yeah, we have to go. there's another option. We let things go. Right. I mean, and I'm sorry. Cut but services. You, you just cut services. So that is an option is we just say, no, or, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to fix that park. We, yeah. we don't have the money. We'll just take the, the equipment's dangerous. We'll just take it out. Yeah. And we can't replace it. But there's, we can't just make things materialize without the cash to put behind it. So right. when we're having healthy budget discussions, it's really about that general fund. And it's about what services do we want? Do we want to maintain them? Do we want to maintain the same quality of service that we have? Yeah. And the other portion is the golf discussion, which has been 
ubiquitous, yes. the yes. ubiquitous golf discussion, which is really interesting because if you look back at the history of the city of St. George, you have to give our forefathers, our golf forefathers, a pat on the back because what they did is they saved the economy of the city of St. George by making a very specific decision. St. George was not a destination. Right. And in like the 50s and 60s, the economy was challenging and they made a decision. We're going to we're going to try this Red Hills golf course. And in my opinion, it was a good decision because what they said is we're kind of going to brand ourselves as a destination, a place to come to recreate, um, you know, come and have your vacation here and eat our food and enjoy our mountains and play on our golf courses. Yeah. For many years, our golf courses were a drain. They were a choice. Like we're going to actually pay some money for these golf courses because we view the economic benefit we get from them as being worth it. Right. And I think it was. I mean, yeah. look at now we're kind of saying we don't need it's like the, you know, the advertising for the parks, the national parks. We're like, stop the advertising. Yeah. They're here. Please, please stop telling people. <laughs> right. But but that's what we did, you know, with golf is we said we're a golf destination. Yep. And that was the choice they made. And I applaud them for that because we have this great so, economy so, now. But to 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 push push further on that though when do we start when do we clip when do we prune the bush when do we start trimming out and say ooh okay now we have 14 instead of just one and well, one of them's an LPGA tour quality right totally. sand hollow probably equally as much so it's beautiful and 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 amazing but what about some of these other ones that maybe they can, can we not just give them back to the the parks right and just right. do a park I think that there will be that discussion in the future. Yeah. I mean, I can argue both sides of this. I agree. Like golf courses are big users of water. Our golf courses in the city of St. George, city of St. George owns four mm -hmm. and they are productive at this point in time. They weren't always right. They now do produce. It's not a huge production. It's but not there's like profit. Something, there's, there's profit. profit in there. You know, could you sell it to somebody and they could make it productive? maybe, but the problem is then the prices would go through the roof. That's the only way they could make it productive yeah. and make it pencil for them because it's, it's making money, but it's not making enough money that people would come in and go, Oh wow, we could make a ton of cash on that. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so there's in not, only it's way not marketable to it. sell it. So then it would right. be, you'd literally just be taking it over as like a community park. Right. And then right. we stop putting water on it, which means something else grows there. Sure. And, and, and is it houses that grow there? <laughs> and, and I would say in my immediate reaction is, oh, please, hell no. Right. Like, cause that, right. that, that's not it's in a lot of cases. Yeah. A lot of cases, the houses in the neighborhoods that are around the ones that we own, you put houses there would just make the whole neighborhood change the feel. Right? right. So if it was like a, I thought like outdoor bike parks, right. Where they're specifically zero escaped and, and you just turn them into maybe like go-kart tracks right. or something like little electric tracks. Right. You could make those you know, nine holes and make like a, like a nine mile go-kart track, right? Just, it's just further, right? Then you would, you know, do inside. Yeah. So I think there's some creative things that you could potentially do down the road, but continuing to just pour water on grass, you know, in every mm -hmm. economic com condition that may befall us because right. potentially tourism does dry up and sales tax does dry up. And yeah. that, that goes for three years and we're at 108 million. You're like, Oh, yeah. We need money now. So that's we why we that have, anymore. to me, that's why we have a new discussion every year. Yeah. You know, like we're doing this every year. And in fact, it feels tedious because as soon as I'm done with this one, 
we will literally start the budget discussions for the next year, the 2024, 2025 yeah, budget. We do like that's ending. how much we work on it. Yeah. And it's important that we work on it like that, because like you say, yeah. conditions are constantly changing. We constantly Always. have to adjust. And, you know, is there the possibility that we would have to cut our budget way back? Well, that possibility exists every year. And like I said, just like with your family budget, if your money doesn't come in that you projected, mm-hmm. if our money doesn't come in, we projected, we just start slashing mm-hmm. and, you know. We say, we, so this is the last question and thank you for your time, by the way, this was so helpful. And I think it, it'll be helpful to educate a lot of people too. If you want to know more about the budget, you just go to sgcity.org. It's there. Right. Yep. Dot org. S- org. SGCity.org. Yep. That's right. The budget, everything's here at line by line. You yep. can go through every single meeting that you guys sat through and watch the videos and listen in as well as there's minutes in there too. Right. That's right. So, um, thanks for being here. Last You're question. Welcome. Do we have a rainy day fund? Yes. Is there, is there, that's a big discussion because that's what we're dipping into right now. And, and what's to the, pay rainy, for the police? Where would I find the rainy, rainy day fund in the 519? Well, now you've got me um, Sorry. off. It's right here. Let's see. I was just barely looking at it. I don't have my budget, you know, in my binder today. So it's just a mess. No, you're good. But I can send it to you. The rainy day fund is in there. And it's a, that's a really important discussion that we could have a completely different discussion about because it's, you have to keep a certain amount. I think that our base is um, $7.5 million okay. that we ha- are required to keep for oh. rainy day fund. But we should – that doesn't make any sense. Like you – if you study cities, cities that don't keep a good rainy day fund, there is always the chance of disaster. Mm-hmm. And those are the cities that end up declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, like the thing that jumped out to me out of all the budget meetings so far and the research I've done so far is – because I didn't look for that number in particular – but are we saving enough money for the bad times? Now a comment right. was brought up at the budget discussion last time. Somebody right. stood up and just asked, asked, like, are we saving money? Are we doing it enough for when the economy right. potentially shifts? And We try to keep about 20% okay. so that you have this fund that's sitting there. So, you know, but, but we don't always have that much. I mean, no. often we don't. I think right now our beginning balance of our rainy day fund is, well, I think the available fund balance right now is like $44 million, But that is being dipped into like the reason that's been saved is to pay for the city hall. So mm-hmm. they've been anticipating for quite a few years. Okay, yeah. We have to build the city hall, so we need to start storing money away so that it's not just this big expense. So like 16 million of that will go to the city hall and the parking structure. So automatically just right out of our 44 million, we're taking 16.4 million for city hall and the parking structure. We're taking 22 million of that out for safe St. George. So see what I'm Hmm. saying? Like we're going to be depleting that um, in ways that will the, the, not sustain us in the future. Right. It's if we not don't build that base Correct. tax level Correct. at a healthy level and we need to compare apples to apples when we're talking about other cities. So if you're yes. trying to do research and look at like, well, what about this city with the same population? That That's not always an apples to apples comparison. Make sure you're looking for unique. Right. We're uh, a city. We're an island. Yeah. People got to realize we're an island. And my plea when people talk about the budget is please don't please don't be fall victim to sound bites. Yeah. Like when as you much have as a, this is a soundbite. <laughs> I know, kind of. But at least, you know, I mean, to me, a soundbite is 30 seconds. To me, a soundbite is a $519 million budget, you know, scream, mind blown, or, wasted spending. Yep. You know, if you're going to be honest with yourself and with the rest of the city, like understand that this is a complex budget and sit down with somebody who can help you understand it. Yeah. You know, don't make these, you know, irrational, like our budget team's a disaster and they've mismanaged our budget for years 
that's super unfair and it's untrue. And yeah. we're a really well-managed city is what yeah. my plea is to understand that. Okay. Well, thanks for jumping in and doing that for me. I, pr- I appreciate you because the statement was made by me and Rick Rosenberg is like, maybe it was mismanagement of the budget. And you're like, ah, let me correct the record on that. <laughs> so I appreciate you correcting the record on that. And uh, thanks, Robert. I'll thanks do better to doing... educate myself too before making statements hey, like that. So. No, thank you. You're doing great. I appreciate your podcast. Okay. It's awesome. We'll see you. Thanks.